Hi, hi. How are you this week? This is Jan. And you've tuned in to All That Matters. Thank you so much for putting a rating as you listen to this um, podcast. We're now into our uh, 13th episode. And uh, I don't know if you know this, but there is a uh, international search engine uh, that checks out all the podcasts in the world. And it has just ranked um, All That Matters with Jan Goldstein in the top 10%, which blows my mind. And thank you all. And uh, I so appreciate you taking a moment to uh, put a rating and check in that you've actually listened to this episode. Uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you're finding us. And I have to tell you, this has been uh, a week of thinking about the, with the incredible numbers of the pandemic and other challenges that have been going on. And I think about strength and how people have had the strength. I look at the incredible work of uh, uh, the health workers and frontline workers and, uh, and also the many, many people who are struggling to get by uh, at this difficult time, both economically, uh, physically, and mentally. And, um, uh, you know, strength comes in many different ways, uh, of course, and, and many different forms. Um, I mean, it can be, I suppose, there's uh, ways to look at strength. Judith Viorst uh, uh, said strength is the capacity to break a chocolate bar into four pieces with your bare hands and then just eat one of the pieces. And I suppose that is a humorous way to look at strength, although it's probably a true about will, our will. I know it would challenge me. Um, but Ralph Waldo Emerson said, we acquire the strength we have overcome. And I think there are going to be, and there are an awful lot of strong people. There have been losses and there have been victories. But I think in meeting the challenge of this unprecedented time, I do think that there is a strength that is building and there is a need to look at people who embody a certain kind of strength, a certain kind of attitude, and I know that there are days when I feel low and, and I feel challenged by these times. I'm sure you must. And, and yet there are people in our lives or that we've encountered that somehow we can look to to anchor us. Somehow we can look to to motivate us, to inspire us and provide us with an example to aspire to. Uh, and I wanted to share one of those people that I've encountered in my past with you. And I'm going to change his name because I haven't checked with his family, although I'm pretty sure it would be fine with them. But I'm going to change his name slightly just for the sake of this podcast. But know that everything that I share with you now absolutely happened and is absolutely true and is because of that, all the more inspiring because in an age of Harry Potter wizards and 
and incredible wonder women uh, in an age of unfulfilled dreams that have yet to unfold for the 21st century and come to fruition. And we all have dreams that we want to come to fruition. Jeff Hastings is, was, and is a miracle. There was about him a mystical quality as if he carried some age old secret embedded in his heart. And in the midst of his painful life, filled with medical procedures to cleanse his blood and boost his trembling organs, just to give him more time, Jeff managed to circumnavigate a lifetime in 15 brief years. Now, friends, from his earliest days, you have to know that Jeff faced insurmountable odds. His was a life of hospital stays and doctor visits, leaving school earlier, not showing up at all. When Jeff became a student of mine as a young teen, he was living as if tethered to mortality. I mean, every dawn brought the awesome challenge of persevering one more day. And while Jeff was climbing a multitude of medical mountains, his family was making the trek right right alongside him. With a gift of life and love that served as a guiding light on his difficult journey. I remember a conversation I had with Jeff when he'd had a particularly rough time of it. He seemed ready to give up on existence and he hated hospitals, as you can imagine. And I imagine there are people right now in the hospitals who feel this way. They imagine there's so many healthcare workers who are exhausted, who hate coming in and do it because they know they're saving lives, because it's their job, because it's their responsibility. These are the people we look to and admire in this moment of darkness. And this is the kind of person Jeff was. A person who looked at doctors and everything medical and held it with disdain because of what it was doing to him, because of what he related, what it correlated to whenever he'd see a doctor or a nurse or the inside of a hospital. We talked about his growing up with a twinkle in his eye. He told me that when he got older, he was going to become, of all things, a doctor. And I said, But you detest doctors, Jeff. Yes, he answered with a firm display of confidence. And I'll show them how you're supposed to treat sick children. I'll show them what a doctor can be. Wow. (laughs) It blew my mind. That was Jeff. A walking affirmation in the midst of pain. It's never easy to watch someone you care about suffer to listen as they claw verbally at life. It was all his family could do just to keep hope alive. And yet this boy, this young man, with so much on his shoulders, managed to the bewilderment of the rest of us to smile. Yes, to smile. And that's the wonder of it all. I experienced Jeff in full splendor with jokes and bright eyes and challenges, a vital human being. 
Now, there are people walking through life who don't begin to radiate the vitality Jeff did on his toughest day. This kid was not checking out. He ran for and won the office of president of his middle school. He was more than a leader. He was an inspiration. The best talks we shared were about God. Jeff hated God. He was at war with him. And he had every right to protest. His condition demanded no less. How many days had he gone with classmates to the sports field and sat on the sidelines not able to play? How often had he looked the other way when youngsters wolfed down a slice of pizza while he sipped his liquid staple out of a bottle? And still, he found a way to be there in the moment, embracing life. I mean, it blew my mind day after day. And in his last days in the hospital, oh, those were tough times. Jeff and I talked about death. It was not an easy subject to broach. But Jeff has always appreciated honesty. He asked me what what death was like. He asked if he would see his family again, did I think, and... We spun together the image of a garden of light where souls returned to God after death. He liked that. He thought he would find them there one day. He told me how much he was going to miss his mom and his dad and his sister. He told me that he wanted to hold on to life as long as possible, but that he knew what was coming. And then in a heartbreaking moment, in which I brushed my hand across his forehead, certain I was witnessing a final gasp and grasp of life. He managed one more smile. Small, almost imperceptible, but it was there all right, as if he willed that smile forward from his heart. This teenager's extraordinary capacity to look life in the face, to challenge the pain, and then manage to produce a twinkle and a grin to light up the darkness was a true miracle. For the rest of us, every day is an opportunity to embrace what and whom we love, and I know we, we lose sight of that, and it's, it's perhaps easier to lose sight of it with all that's gone on this past year. But we who are not in the grip of a fatal illness, it's our responsibility, isn't it, to create more life? It's ironic that this lesson to open every day to how precious life is comes to us by way of those who are dying. I'm convinced that many of the most vibrant seekers of wonder are those who do not and cannot take life for granted. Right now, it's people struggling with COVID. But it's also those with cancer and AIDS and MS or debilitating condition who see themselves not as victims, but as survivors. Since we have the example of loved ones as well as strangers whose challenging stories we come to know as you now know Jeff's, what's our excuse for not embracing 
each moment in the day. Ask yourself that as I ask myself that. If we open ourselves to the wonder of laughter in the midst of pain, we create more life. If we open ourselves to the moment we learn or experience something new by pausing, taking a deep breath, perhaps uttering a blessing to mark that moment, we create more life. If we open ourselves each day to something so seemingly small as a fresh scrub poem, a moment of meditation, a good meal with family or friends, someone's joyous grin, we create more life. When we celebrate our miracle moments, we create more life. Make the miracle of Jeff's spirit and others like him a living part of each day. How? By being open to the elixir of life we possess in each moment. And even more, by not wasting a single drop. Albert Camus said, In the depth of winter, I finally learned that within me there lay an invincible summer. Here's to warmer days ahead. Here's to seeing our way out of darkness. Here's to embracing the miracles. And people like Jeff, their spirit lives on because it's planted in us. Now, let's nourish it and let it grow. This is Jan Goldstein, and you've found all that matters. <laughs>